Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on our Bible reading app. This is our Bible reading for February the 5th, where we will be reading Ezekiel 16 and 17. I do want to offer a quick warning. Today's reading has some very graphic parts. If you're with young children, make sure you censor what they're hearing and how they talk about these things, because there is a lot that Ezekiel is trying to show the Israelites. But just know that there is so much symbology that has been happening here in the book of Ezekiel as he prophesies over Israel and what God is doing in Jerusalem. So we will continue that today here as we start by reading Ezekiel chapter 16. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for on the day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood, and as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, Live! I made you grow like a plant of the field. You grew and developed and entered puberty. Your breasts had formed and your hair had grown, yet you were stark naked. Later I passed by, and when I looked at you and saw that you were old enough for love, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your naked body. I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ointments on you. I clothed you with an embroidered dress and put sandals of fine leather on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arms and a necklace around your neck. And I put a ring on your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen and costly fabric and embroidered cloth. Your food was honey, olive oil, and the finest flour. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty, because the splendor I had given you made your beauty perfect, declares the Sovereign Lord. But you trusted in your beauty and used your fame to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by, and your beauty became his. You took some of your garments to make gaudy high places where you carried on your prostitution. You went to him, and he possessed your beauty. You also took the fine jewelry I gave you, the jewelry made of my gold and silver. You made for yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them. And you took your embroidered cloths to put on them, and you offered my oil and incense before them. Also, the food I provided for you, the flour, olive oil, and honey I gave you to eat, you offered as fragrant incense before them. That is what happened, declares the Sovereign Lord. And you took your sons and daughters, whom you bore to me, and sacrificed them as food to the idols. 
Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to the idols. In all your detestable practices and your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, kicking about in your blood. Woe, woe to you, declares the sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a mound for yourself and made a lofty shrine in every public square. At every street corner, you built your lofty shrines and degraded your beauty, spreading your legs with increasing promiscuity to anyone who passed by. You engaged in prostitution with the Egyptians, your neighbors with large genitals, and aroused my anger with your increasing promiscuity. So I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your territory. I gave you over to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines, who were shocked by your lewd conduct. You engaged in prostitution with the Assyrians too, because you were insatiable, and even after that you were still not satisfied. Then you increased your promiscuity to include Babylonia, a land of merchants, but even with this you were not satisfied. I am filled with fury against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. When you do all these things, acting like a brazen prostitute, when you built your mounds at every street corner and made your lofty shrines in every public square, you were unlike a prostitute because you scorned payment. You adulterous wife, you prefer strangers to your own husband. All prostitutes receive gifts, but you give gifts to all your lovers, bribing them to come to you from everywhere for your illicit favors. So, in your prostitution, you are the opposite of others. No one runs after you for your favors. You are the very opposite, for you give payment and none is given to you. Therefore, you prostitute, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you poured out your lust and exposed your naked body in your promiscuity with your lovers, and because of all your detestable idols, and because you gave them your children's blood. Therefore, I am going to gather all your lovers with whom you have found pleasure, those you loved as well as those you hated. I will gather them against you from all around and will strip you in front of them, and they will see you stark naked. I will sentence you to the punishment of women who commit adultery and who shed blood. I will bring on you the blood vengeance of my wrath and jealous anger. Then I will deliver you into the hands of your lovers, and they will tear down your mounds and destroy your lofty shrines. They will strip you of your clothes and take your fine jewelry and leave you stark naked. They will bring a mob against you who will stone you and hack you to pieces with their swords. They will burn down your houses and inflict punishment on you in the sight of many women. I will put a stop to your prostitution, and you will no longer pay your lovers. Then my wrath against you will subside, and my jealous anger will turn away from you. I will be calm and no longer angry. Because you did not remember the days of your youth, but enraged me with all these things, I will surely bring down on your head what you have done, declares the Sovereign Lord. Did you not add lewdness to all your other detestable practices? Everyone who quotes Proverbs will quote this proverb about you, like mother, like daughter. You are a true daughter of your mother who despised her husband and her children 
and you are a true sister of your sisters who despised their husbands and their children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived to the north of you with her daughters, and your younger sister, who lived to the south of you with her daughters, was Sodom. You not only followed their ways and copied their detestable practices, but in all your ways you soon became more depraved than they. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters never did what you and your daughters have done. Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them as you have seen. Samaria did not commit half the sins you did. You have done more detestable things than they, and have made your sisters seem righteous by all the deeds you have done. Bear your disgrace. For you have furnished some justification for your sisters. Because your sins were more vile than theirs, they appear more righteous than you. So then, be ashamed and bear your disgrace, for you have made your sisters appear righteous. However, I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and her daughters, and of Samaria and her daughters, and your fortunes along with them so that you may bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you have done in giving them comfort. And your sisters, Sodom with her daughters, and Samaria with her daughters, will return to what they were before, and you and your daughters will return to what you were before. You would not even mention your sister Sodom in the day of your pride, before your wickedness was uncovered. Even so, you are now scorned by the daughters of Edom, and all her neighbors and the daughters of the Philistines, All those around you who despise you, you will bear the consequences of your lewdness and your detestable practices, declares the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will deal with you as you deserve, because you have despised my oath by breaking the covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you receive your sisters, both those who are older than you and those who are younger. I will give them to you as daughters, but not as the basis of my covenant with you. So I will establish my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. Then, when I make atonement for you for all you have done, you will remember and be ashamed and never again open your mouth because of your humiliation declares the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel chapter 17 The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set forth an allegory and tell it to the Israelites as a parable. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, A great eagle with powerful wings, long feathers, and full plumage of varied colors came to Lebanon, taking hold of the top of a cedar, He broke off its topmost shoot and carried it away to the land of merchants, where he planted it in a city of traders. He took one of the seedlings of the land and put it in fertile soil. He planted it like a willow by abundant water, and it sprouted and became a low, spreading vine. Its branches turned toward him, but its roots remained under it. So it became a vine and produced branches and put out leafy boughs. But there was another great eagle with powerful wings and full plumage. 
The vine now sent out its roots towards him from the plot where it was planted and stretched out its branches to him for water. It had been planted in good soil by abundant water so that it would produce branches, bear fruit, and become a splendid vine. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Will it thrive? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it withers? All its new growth will wither. It will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it up by the roots. It has been planted, but will it thrive? Will it not wither completely when the east wind strikes it, wither away in the plot where it grew? Then the word of the Lord came to me, Say to this rebellious people, Do you not know what these things mean? Say to them, The king of Babylon went to Jerusalem and carried off her king and her nobles, bringing them back with him to Babylon. Then he took a member of the royal family and made a treaty with him, putting him under oath. He also carried away the leading men of the land, so that the kingdom would be brought low, unable to rise again, surviving only by keeping his treaty. But the king rebelled against him by sending his envoys to Egypt to get horses and a large army. Will he succeed? Will he who does such things escape? Will he break the treaty and yet escape? As surely as I live, declares the sovereign to Lord, he shall die in Babylon. In the land of the king who put him on the throne, whose oath he despised and whose treaty he broke, Pharaoh with his mighty army and great horde will be of no help to him in war when ramps are built and siege works erected to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant because he had given his hand in pledge and yet did all these things. He shall not escape. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will repay him for despising my oath and breaking my covenant. I will spread my net for him and he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment on him there because he was unfaithful to me. All his choice troops will fall by the sword, and the survivors will be scattered to the winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of a cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender spring from its topmost shoots and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant it. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. All the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. This now concludes the reading for February the 5th. Let me give you just a few quick thoughts as we close our time together today. So, wow, that was some pretty heavy and graphic reading. Just so you know, we haven't seen the end of those types of stories from Ezekiel. In just a few more chapters, we'll read something even more crazy. See, and you thought the Bible was boring, but let's talk about this for a second. The Lord starts by comparing Israel to a prostitute and then, after proving the point quite graphically, says that actually Israel's worse than a prostitute. This is pretty intense. Now, if you put yourself into that day and age, you would know that the entire word that Ezekiel is saying here 
is meant to smack the listener in the back of the head and to get their attention. Just start with the fact that they were described as being left naked in their own blood after birth. This was so offensive to the Israelites. Then to still be naked later on only shows the detestable state that the Lord was describing them in. Take it a step further. Then he says that they're like a prostitute who has abandoned her husband. He then turns around and says that actually she chases after men trying to give herself away. In this way, she's worse than a prostitute. What is the Lord talking about? The answer to that is found in the proverb that was quoted that said, like mother, like daughter. If you're like me, you've heard that said in a fun, sarcastic way that sometimes is even used to describe good traits. But be sure that after reading this, I don't know if I'm ever going to use that term again. You see, the land of Canaan was detestable to the Lord. When God instructed the Israelites to go in and conquer the land, he specifically gave them an instruction. We read in Leviticus 18, 27-28, that they were to keep from doing the same practices that the Canaanites had done. In fact, they were to act completely differently. But what Ezekiel is saying here is that they not only did the same exact things, but they even took it a step further. You might be asking, well, how could they have taken it further than the ungodly people that were there before them? Well, the Israelites knew what was right, yet they chose to do the same things wrong. This is why Ezekiel's word refers to them not only as a prostitute, but as an adulterous wife who has become a prostitute. You see, the Israelite people knew what God wanted and why he wanted it, yet they chose to live like the people of the land before them. The rebellion was blatant in disregarding of the things of the Lord. So God is using this graphic depiction to make sure that they get the level of disrespect that they're showing to the Lord. But don't worry, the imagery ends with a great promise. God says that he will restore them even though they are wicked. He will bring them back to a place of knowing God and living in his blessings. Because that's the God we serve, no matter how far away we have gotten ourselves or how detestable we have made ourselves in his sight, he is always at work redeeming us. Remember, God's number one desire is to be with you, and he would do anything to prove that. So, may you examine your life. May you see the things you have done that have rejected the calling of the Lord on you. May you know his will and hold fast to it. And no matter what, may you feel God chasing after you as he reconciles you back to him. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.